When I was in college for a short period of time, not very long, I was a door-to-door salesman. I had to learn a sales talk, and I learned some things about sales talks. And I learned some things about what it is to be kind of a smooth talking individual. You see, the question that a salesman door-to-door never asks is, do you want to buy this? And the reason they never say that is because that could get a no answer. So the way that a sales talk is done is that you have a series of questions where they say yes. Yes, yes, yes. I sold Bible books. I said, have you ever come to a passage in the Bible that you didn't understand? Who who hasn't? The answer is yes. Have you ever come across a word that you couldn't pronounce? Who hasn't? Yes. And I would go down through these yes questions. And so what I want you to do is that when I'm coming into your home, especially, I want you to be relaxed. I want you to know that I'm your friend and I know exactly where you are and what you're dealing with with the Bible. This is what I was doing, going door to door. I would say something that was either funny to relax people. Or I'd give you a compliment. I'd look for something that was pretty obvious that you were proud of. For example, if I went into a home and it had a whole bunch of knickknacks, I would say, oh, these are the most, this is the most clever collection of knickknacks that I've ever seen. And the person would start telling me about their knickknacks. And I became their friend. So when it came down to the point where they were going to buy, they didn't realize that I never had asked them if they were going to buy it. I told them what it would cost them and what they needed to do now. And before they knew it, they had a contract in their hand. They didn't say yes yet at all. Now, they didn't teach me this in the sales talk, but the other salesman said, if you will do this when you're handing them a contract and you drop the pen, they'll pick up the pen too. And when they pick up the pen, now they got the contract because they'll reach for the contract. Now they got the pen. They got the pen and they have the contract. And now they've got to look and say, do I go ahead and sign this or do I go ahead and hand it back to him? And if they do, there are at least four objections that I can deal with. And with every objection, I never said you were wrong. I never said no. I don't want to even hear that word. They would say, I can't afford that today. And I would say... I understand exactly what you're saying. And you know what? Miss Johnson down the street said the exact same thing. But then she looked at her own Bible study and she decided, how can I not afford this? You know, and then I, the contract's there. And then they come, I would come back with four, at least four times that I would say, you know what? I'd come with something that they could absolutely agree with. Here's the story, folks. A lot of false teachers and false preachers actually use the exact, exact same techniques. Let's look at what it says about more about, we talked about false teachers a couple of times. Let's go into verse 18, Romans 16, 18. See what it says. For such persons do not serve our Lord Christ, but their own appetites. And by smooth talk and flattery, they deceive the hearts of the naive. Now, well, you're asking, what is a small, false talker? What is a false, uh, you know, smooth talker, rather? He said, smooth talkers are people whose words drip with honey so that these words will be swallowed no matter what they say. 
You remember Mary Poppins? Mary Poppins used to sing, Spoonful of sugar makes the medicine go down, right? Well, guess what? Spoonful of sugar will make the poison go down too. It really is true. Smooth talking starts with a known truth. You cannot start with somebody and tell them something that they don't believe in the very first place. You start with something that is a known truth. If you cannot get them into that step, you can't go to the next step. There are many scams that originated on the internet. And see, first, they, they, it either says what you already believe or it questions somehow what you already believe. And then it, it says that it's going to complete your knowledge or actually it's going to teach you something completely different, what you think you already know. Isn't that what happened to Eve in the garden? The garden of Eden. Remember what happened? Satan asked what Eve believed. And when she said, you know... God said we can't even touch it. And God never said they couldn't touch the tree. They said we can't even touch it. Then he said he refuted what she believed. You will not surely die. And then he offered her more than what she had originally. God doesn't want you to eat from that tree because he knows that you will be like God. And you will know good and evil. And she said more than I could have than I already got. See, he offered her something. And then Satan has made God into the bad guy in the story. This is how that goes. I was watching Jesse Duplantis preach on the internet. And he talked first. I was watching this on the internet. And I was watching him. And he, and he talked about how chummy he was with God. Now, that's absolutely impossible to refute. I can't tell you what his relationship with God is at all. So I, I really can't refute any of that. And then he, sto- he told stories. And his stories, I watched him very, it, it was masterfully done. He brought that congregation. And even though they were out in this huge auditorium, it says he brought them right up close to him with his words. They were just, they were just right there. Just those, the honey dripping words are just dripping off of him. And then he talked about a troubled person. There was a person that was troubled. And God said, I'm going to do such and such with with that guy. And he said, and then I told God, God, I wouldn't do that. And God said, well, what would you do? That's what he said. And he he said, God, are you asking me for my opinion? And And he said, God said, I need your opinion. Oh, folks, I was watching that. And I was looking at the exits. I figured everybody's going to get up and we'll go out of there now. But you know what had happened? He had brought them in so close. They were listening to every word that he said. And he told them that God needed his opinion in order to know what to do. Folks, if you've ever read the scriptures, you know that he's an omniscient God. He will never ask for your opinion. He will never need your wisdom. You will need his wisdom. But you will, he will never need your wisdom. And it bothered me. But that's what happens. That's smooth talking to bring people in and get them to swallow that. Smooth talkers depend upon a biblically illiterate congregation. They don't want you knowing where your Bible is. You, they'd, they'd rather you buy Bibles but never read them. Smooth talkers use many methods of saying the truth. And they do say the truth sometimes. They'll read a scripture, but they want to make sure that scripture does not get in the way of what they want to tell you. So they, they search around for the right scriptures to say it. So they will say things like this. They, they will say, they will read scripture. And they'll say, this is God's word, people. 
Everybody says, amen, yes. And says, and it must be obeyed. Everybody says, amen. You got the yes going here, right? Okay, and then it says, and it is always going to be the truth. And everybody goes, amen. You see what's going on there? See, smooth talkers don't expect you to, to hear their errors. They don't expect you to hear them. They have complete confidence that their teaching will be accepted. Complete confidence. 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse 7. Desiring to be teachers of the law without understanding either what they are saying or the things about which they, are, they make confident assertions. They get people nodding their heads so much that they will accept anything that is being said. And they're very good at pop psychology. They're making it up as they go along and they're great at working a crowd. Absolutely working a crowd. Here's what they'll say. Something along this line. Not always the same thing. They'll say, in order for you to love others, you've got to love yourself. And they get those people to believing that. It says that when you love something you, and you want, love someone, you want to give that someone nice things. Everybody's going, yeah, that's right. I want to give some nice things. It says, but where are the nice things for you? If you love yourself, you need to give yourself some nice things. And you say, yeah, I do need to give myself some nice things. And says, well, you know what? God loves you and he wants to give you some nice things. But have you given any nice things to God? And they go, well, I, I haven't done that yet. I haven't, I, haven't, I haven't gone along with that yet. And it says, well, if you give God nice things, God's going to give you nice things. Here, this pop psychology working in there. And you see, the nice things will come from your love from God. And wouldn't you like to have some of those nice things? Wouldn't you like to have that new car or that new house? Or just, you don't... You, you can have enough money so you're not waiting for the, the paycheck to come in to pay your bills. Wouldn't you like that? Well, if you give to God some nice things, he'll give to you nice things. You see what I'm t- talking to you about? You see where he's going on this? You see how this smooth talking works? Smooth talkers have a pseudo insight into God's ways, into God's thinking. Often they try to make God into someone who's just like us. And if he's just like us, then he thinks like us. And then if he thinks like us, we can reason with God, like just like us. See, smooth talkers will lead you into the reasoning that they want you to have. They may start off with telling you how much God loves you. And then they, they will go to the point where they say, and God wants you to have an abundance. And then they will lead you in a superstitious way of getting what you want from God. They will say, repeat this, repeat this, repeat this. Claim this, claim this, claim this. And they'll keep repeating and they'll keep uh, uh, claiming. And they'll tell you to get out that pocketbook. They're always going to say this. One of the smooth talkers that I I got on the internet and saw how he was doing this, what he did was is that he gets people to call into his television ministry. Okay? Once you've called in, they send you a set of instructions. And with that instructions, you are to put all your bills in a pile and put your hands on them. And you're going to start claiming that God's going to pay all your bills. It comes with an envelope so that you can send back anything you can at the time. Any contribution that you'd like to make, you can send it in. Here's the way that works. Once you're in for a little, you're in for a lot. 
And you say, no, no, no. If you put $3 in there, you don't want to lose that $3, so you're going to do what he says next. I'm just telling you how it works. There was, a, there was a, one of these super sales that was down at the uh, Tennessee Fairgrounds when I was living in Nashville. And they charged a $3 admission to get in there. Well, once they charged me the $3 admission, I had to buy something when I was in there, didn't I? I wouldn't get, get any advantage of that, that great sales that were going on. I bought something that I didn't need that didn't work. You understand what I'm saying? I was in for a little, so I was in for a lot. So what happens is, is that so you send back whatever you can. And so he sends back another one. And then this time, he sends you a small piece of cloth, and he wants you to take your pocketbook and cover it up with this anointed piece of cloth every night for seven days. So he's going he's to multiply your money inside your pocketbook. And then he gives you another envelope. And guess what this envelope is supposed to have in it? It's supposed to have a seed offering. Whenever you hear that word seed, you need to start running. You need to hear that. Whenever you hear that word, there's a seed offering. You need to watch uh, what they're going to say next. Okay, so you get the seed offering that's put in there. And you send it in. Guess what happens next? He sends you another set of instructions with another envelope. And he will keep doing that until you quit sending money. I'm going to tell you how it works. He will keep sending you these envelopes. Smooth talker, the smooth talker addresses a genuine need for a desperate people. This can be anything from being debt free or just having an abundance of money. Or maybe you have a child that is addicted to drugs. Or maybe you've got a, and this is one that they, they, they harp on. You've got a grandchild who doesn't know the Lord. I'm going to tell you what, grandparents are desperate. And they want their children, their grandchildren, to come to know the Lord. So they take a scripture out of context and they pull you into the scam. So they address your need and say something like, something like this. You have asked God for this. No, you begged God for this and you haven't gotten anything. And you say, that's right. I begged God and nothing's happened. He says, no, what's the problem? And then commonly, they'll read this scripture. Nothing wrong with this scripture. This scripture is absolutely the truth. It's the way they use it. Uh, James 1.6. But let him ask in faith without doubting. For the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man and stable in all his way. And then you'll say, you see the problem, don't you? Do you see the problem? You don't have enough faith. If you had the faith, that grandson would be uh, saved. If you had the faith, that grandchild would get off those drugs. If you had the faith, you'd have the money that that you need. He's going to say that to you. And he'll say, but faith acts. And you haven't been acting in faith because you've been giving only what you think you can give. But faith gives what you don't think you can give because that's what faith is. You need to give today. You see what's going on here? And then the question comes up, don't you want that grandson to be saved? How much would you pay for a grandson to be saved? You know, there's no amount of money out there, is there? And grandparents will come and start getting that checkbook out, and they'll start doing it. See, desperate people long for a simple answer. You can understand this guy. He must be right. Smooth talkers have lavish lifestyles because they have fallen into the sins of last days. 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 1 says, But understand this, that in the last days there will will come times of difficulty. 
For people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness, but denying its power, avoid such people. Let me give you some examples. Kenneth Copeland has an 18,000 square foot home that he avoids paying property tax on because he calls it a clergy residence. I live in a clergy residence, I guess, but I pay all the taxes on it because it belongs to, belongs to the bank, really, but I still pay the taxes on it. He bought a Gulfstream 5 jet in 2018, and he asked the congregation to chip in 17 more million dollars so that he could get an extra runway and a hangar. He has his own airport. Did you know that? He's the only one that I know that has his own airport. In 2004, Joyce Meyer had a $10 million jet, several homes of $2 million each, and she drove a $107,000 Mercedes. Creflo Dollar is worth about $27 million, has a $2.4 million apartment in New York City, and he travels in a Rolls Royce when he's not in his Learjet. You see what is going on here. Can you see how they're lovers of pleasure, lovers of money, rather than lovers of God? Smooth talkers aren't only smooth with their congregations, though. They're not only smooth with their congregations. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 6 says, For among them are those who creep into households and capture weak women, burdened with sins, and led astray by various passions. You rarely find a smooth talker who isn't caught up in sexual dalliances. That's not always true. I'm not going to say that it's always true. But see, their dalliances aren't even always with the opposite sex as far as that goes. I thought about naming these people too, but there's just too many to name. There's just too many of them to name. You see, if you're operating in the flesh with your smooth talking, then you're already given over to fleshly desires. Thus, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life are standing right in front of you. They really are. They're standing right in front of you. And I believe that it would be almost impossible to keep from walking into at least one of these when you're operating in the flesh in the first place. The smooth talker who can talk people out of their money can talk others into doing sinful things too. They've already had these people addressing the flesh. Remember what they do? They take a scripture or a word from scripture out of context. They rush to an allegorical meaning for it. Then they appeal to the flesh of the congregation to something that their flesh wants. And they do it in such an exciting way that you don't even realize it happened. They are so smooth at it that that's the way they do it. There isn't much distance from appealing to one fleshly desire as appealing to a different fleshly desire. The smooth talker dances around the truth but never arrives. 2 Timothy 3.7 says they're always learning, never able to arrive at knowledge of the truth. They talk about the truth without telling the truth. The word of God is true, but they manipulate it to say what they want. And then they search for other scriptures that can use for their new teaching that they've come up with. And they share this teaching with other smooth talkers. And you'll hear one of them 
parrot what another one has said. I, I heard that you were a God teaching. I heard it from one of these smooth talkers on, on TV. And, and then I heard it from another one and another one and another one. And they were saying exactly the same words. And I realized they're copying each other. They're saying one thing after the other. See, why would they always be learning but never able to come to the truth? Well, 1 Corinthians 2.13 says, And we impart this in words not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the Spirit, interpreting spiritual truths to those who are spiritual. You see, the smooth talker may possess a spirit, uh, but they're not being led and they're not teaching by the Holy Spirit. And it's only through the Holy Spirit that we can understand the Scriptures themselves. So how are they understanding the Scriptures? By the flesh. They're understanding it by the flesh. And so they are leading us in the ways of the flesh because that's the way they understand the whole thing. Joseph Smith, the founder of Mormonism, supposedly translated uh, an Egyptian text. He found that there was a papyrus, and, uh, papyrus rather. And he, uh, uh, he, there was, he bought, in fact. And he, so he took two stones, he stuck them up over his eyes, and they turned into perfectly good King James English, and he wrote them down. And this is how the book of Abraham was done. Well, the, that, that Egyptian text was microfilmed and it was retranslated by true Egyptologists. And guess what? He didn't even get one word correct. And why didn't he get one word correct? Because he doesn't know the language. He didn't know the language. The language of God is taught through us, to us through the Holy Spirit. And if you do not have the Holy Spirit, you are not going to understand God's word. It's just not possible. That's why you can study until you're blind and you won't get it. And see, that is why false teachers will not be able to give the true meaning or the proper application of the word. These smooth talkers will tell you what you want to hear. And they are very good, as I said, working the crowd. Smooth talkers take advantage of people's weaknesses. They work that crowd, telling them what they want to hear by looking at those weaknesses. Second Timothy chapter three, uh, chapter four, rather, verse three, says, "For the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions." See, this is what enables the smooth talkers. You, your heart longs to believe that they are right. That God will instantly remove your debt without you changing your spending habits. Think about that. That God will save your grandson if you only have enough faith and follow after this person who is speaking. That he will remove your cancer if you just simply can muster up enough faith. And he uses this tactic against people that are desperate and they swallow it because they want to believe it. The same tactic, though it's not spiritual, is used by those people that, want, that tell you you can lose weight incredibly fast. If you ever watch any of those commercials, I love the one that says, if you take this pill, you can lose all the weight that you want to without changing any of the eating habits that you have. What would be in that pill that would make that happen? You've got to think about that for a moment. That's got to do something in cleaning out the house. I'm going to tell you what's going on there. You know, well, let me tell you, I want to sell something to you this morning. I have a pill that will help you sleep. I guarantee this pill will help you sleep. 
It will increase your red blood cells. It will have, you have more energy, in fact. It says it will facilitate oxygen intake into your blood. This pill will do it. It will improve your mental health. It will boost your energy level. It will help fight off diseases. And it can even help you lose weight. Are you interested? Of course you are. It only has one great problem. It takes 30 minutes every day to swallow this pill. It's called exercise. That's what it is. Are you still interested? Maybe not. Some of you have fallen for smooth talking. Not every preacher on TV is a false teacher. I'm not going to say this. Many of them are. But every famous false teacher is a smooth talker. Every last one of them are smooth talkers. So be careful to those you listen to. Ask this question, why do I like what they are saying? I grew up on a farm in Texas, and there's rattlesnakes on the farm that I grew up in. And I would rarely, especially in the summertime, what happens with rattlesnakes is in the, in the, in the spring, they'll go out on a rock and you can see them because they, they can't regulate their temperature inside. So they get on a rock and they sun so that they can, they can get some uh, warmth out of it. But when it, is, it gets warm and it does get, lot, it gets warm, very warm in Texas, it, they get into the leaves and they get under the shade. And they try to be cool inside of those, of those places. So what would happen is, is before you would go in there, you want to you want to knock the, the the things around so you can see the ground. You see, it's not the rattlesnake that you are that you see that you're afraid of, because when you see him, you can get away from him. It's that rattlesnake that you don't see that comes out and bites you that you have to be afraid of. And I want to tell you, some of these rattlesnakes are smooth talkers, and you need to stay away from them. Pray with me. Father, I...